business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's 12, 11 minutes past 12 on the 26th of January. Thank you so much for joining us. And I thought that for this week, I would answer quite a few of the questions that came through over the last two weeks. A lot of them had to do with personal financial planning. Um, a lot of them had specific areas of retirement concerns that people were very, very nervous about. So we're going to deal with that at the beginning of the show. And then there were a lot of questions that came through that were quite personal about um, what I'm finding here in Israel, how I'm finding the economy, how I'm finding the business environment. So, you know, just to give you a bit of a teaser up front, the answer to that is I don't really know because uh, we're in a hard lockdown and I really haven't got out much. I've spent the last three weeks really just very, very involved in South African business um, and I really haven't got out to, to see what's going on. So it's going to be um, an interesting um, exercise going forward, but I will give you some feedback on that a little bit later on. So for now, what I want to focus on in, is on two or three emails that came through from people who are really, really panicking about their retirement savings. And a lot of that had to be triggered with the interview um, that was done about a, two weeks ago um, and with Darby Ruet. And Darby really made the point that we are looking at a very, very bleak future going forward. He did predict this at the beginning of 2020. And it didn't really come to fruition. We had a strong market. We had a buoyant market. Um, interest rates definitely dropped. So if you had money in the bank and fixed interest, you, you suffered because interest rates are at an all-time low. And um, you're really getting very little compare, compared to what South Africans are used to getting for interest on, on their money. And that's quite painful if someone has gone there to say that, you know, I just want a risk-free um, portfolio where I don't have to worry about market value of fluctuations. I don't have to wor worry about political uncertainty. Unfortunately, the interest rate is adjusted from time to time. As we know, as the repo rate, which is the repurchase rate from the Reserve Bank, gets adjusted. And it's been adjusted down, and that was really to help people out so that those who have borrowings were paying back as little as possible because the interest rate was as low as possible. And it was also done in order to allow people who unfortunately needed to borrow money to borrow money at the lowest rates possible in order to keep themselves afloat. And that wasn't just people, uh, individuals like you and I. It was also small business and even big business where money was really needed in order to keep things afloat, keep businesses running and pay for the expenses while very little happened for two or three months. And then it slowly started to pick up. So in the light of the, in light of that, a lot of people are really, really concerned. Um, on top of that, we have another thought that keeps coming through. And that is that people are saying to me, yeah, well, we know that retirement planning is a long-term goal. But the last three, four, five years have really not delivered anything near what we expected them to deliver. After one year, we were told to, you know, as they say in Afrikaans, fuss bait and just wait. 
Something happened after the second, and then after the third, and then all of a sudden we realized that we would have been better off had we put that money in the bank. And the answer to that is yes, you most probably would have. In other words, if you change your portfolio from a, a well-diversified portfolio into a money market portfolio, you could probably have done far better than you had done um, 2018, 2019, and part of 2020. And money market would have given you a, a, a good return. And then everything went pear-shaped in 2020 where the interest rate dropped and now you're running around looking for a safe haven for your money. The beauty about having money in cash when the interest rates drop is that the real value of your money does not drop. So let's just paint that illustration for you. Let's say you had a million rand and you were earning 10%. That's very, very hard, but it just makes the maths easier. So you are getting a hundred thousand rand interest a year, and let's just say it got paid once a year on the thirty-first of December. Your investment that started on the first of January went from a million to one million one hundred thousand rand. If on the first of January or the sixth of July the following year the interest rate dropped from ten percent to five percent, or was on the capital, so they're getting a hundred thousand on the original. You would have only got 50,000 plus a little bit on the 100,000, which would be another 5,000 rand, let's say it. Then all that happens is that your 101.1 million rand, instead of going up by the original amount, is only going to go up by a smaller amount. Whereas if you had it in the market and there was a correction, all the fund value, the, the unit price decreased, your growth would have decreased linearly in line with that. So that's the advantage of having your money in cash. But we do know that unfortunately cash is not going to outstrip inflation going forward, especially when it's sitting at three, if you're lucky, maybe four um, percent, depending on how long you're putting it away for. And therefore with inflation running between the target range of three to six percent, um, this year it was obscured because medical aid did not go up in January and it's not going to go up um, the normal 10% in um, July, it's going to go up about half of that. So therefore, you know, you might break even on inflation in money market terms um, going forward in 2021. But again, if you are already invested in funds and you've got a longer term to investment, to, to your investment horizon, in other words, to your retirement age, I would think very carefully about speaking to your financial advisor and just understanding the bigger picture as to what to do. Um, you know, just to put it in a in a simple term and then some maybe it's oversimplistic, it's you know, investing is often like going to buy a pizza where you sit down at the, the restaurant and you look at the menu and the small pizza just 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 too small and the, the family size pizza is ridiculous. But you'll take a good medium sized pizza and you put all the toppings on and the pizza arrives and it looks absolutely delicious. And after your second slice you realize but you've bitten off proverbially more than you can chew. And now you're feeling a bit sensitive, you're a little bit uncomfortable, it's a bit rich, there's too much over here, you don't know what to do with it. And now you start getting angry that the pizza was bigger than you actually thought it was, the cheese was richer than you thought it was going to come, the toppings, you know, were too generous, even though they, they've charged you an arm and a leg for it, etc., etc. And all of a sudden your risk appetite doesn't line up with your risk expectation. 
And the beauty about investments is you can adjust it. You can take the pizza away and you can bring yourself a thinner base, less cheese, less toppings. And that's the way you can do it. So you can sit down with your financial advisor and let him or her re-look at your portfolio and balance it for you. And that would be my, you know, the, the thought in a broad term as to what I feel one should do with retirement and, and planning. I just want to make very clear that this is not advice. It's just my thoughts on the idea. And one must please sit down and look look at clearly with the financial advisor. But just to let you know, before we go to an ad break, that one of the biggest and most life-threatening mysteries is how the virus causes silent hypoxia, a condition where oxygen levels in the blood are abnormally low through administration of concentrated oxygen while in a pressurized, hyperactic environment, oxygenate assists in oxygen oxygenization, sorry, assists in reverting this and creating hyperoxia, a state where the oxygen level is excessive. Fast track your recovery term if sorry, fast track your recovery from long long term COVID effects. The contact number is 0860-099-5288. Number again, 0860-99-5288. Great. Just going back to the questions that came through. So again, when it comes to time and saving, if you've got a period of time in front of you, please just sit down, relax, go and speak to your financial advisor and adjust things to that you are more comfortable. I really feel that often... If you are going to have sleepless nights and you're going to keep logging on and looking at your investment day by day, then you're in the wrong portfolios. Rather go to something a little bit more conservative. It's not going to give you the long-term returns that they are um, expected to give, and but have the short-term peace of mind. And then your responsibility, together with your financial advisor, is to constantly look at these and adjust them and change them. And the beauty about doing it in retirement annuity is that there's no capital gains consequence. So one can change funds relatively easy with relatively little consequence, and we can take it from there. I think we need to run to an ad break. Craig, I can't see you on the screen, but if you can take us to the ads, that would be great. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is RV on Business. Welcome back to 11.9 High FM. It's three or two minutes past 12. And we just quickly um, run through the scenario of having your right portfolio balance in your retirement annuity. And again, I can't stress it enough. Please sit down with your financial advisor and go through it and have a look at it. Um, also bear in mind that one needs to look at, at certain costs. And the costs on money market funds or income funds will often be significantly lower than your higher equity funds, your balance funds in retirement annuity. So also just take that into account and take that into consideration. Um, those of you who have got what we call integrated retirement portfolios, just also remember that certain funds will no longer give you boosts if you move out of them. But again, sit down, have a look at it and, and take it from there. The other thing that um, people have been really, really concerned about is about income replacement, income continuation. It's called different things at different companies. You know, whether you're at PPS, whether you're at Momentum, whether you're at Discovery, how it pays out for these um, scenarios that are related to COVID. Every company is slightly differently, but the principle 
is exactly the same. And the principle is that if one contracts COVID, it doesn't necessarily trigger a claim. Because in its event that, thank God, for the majority of people, it doesn't cause you to have the inability to function. You might have to take a day or two or three or a week off. Um, please God, you won't even know that you had it. You'll just test positive. You'll be careful. You'll isolate yourself and you'll go on. But for those people who have really, really suffered and are unable to work, a simple letter from a doctor to say that I'm positive and that the doctor has booked you off for this and this time. Um, please don't rely on the fact that you, that you rely that the medical aid has the information and therefore you, if you are, for example, at Momentum and your medical aid is at Momentum Health and your income protection is at Momentum, that the two companies speak to each other, doesn't necessarily work that way. They can share information, but the one's not going to highlight the information to the other one. So please be in touch with your financial consultant and tell that person that I'm not feeling well, this is my scenario, boom, boom, boom. And without creating the alarm, if you feel really unwell, please ensure that you call the financial advisor immediately and you let another family member know who that person is. Because if a claim does need to be lodged, that person needs to be in touch with somebody and get some sort of information. And then, again, two emails that I got this week from people who were desperately, desperately ill and were unable to fill in forms and were unable to give communication backwards and forwards and their spouses or their children, in this case, were really, really panicked as to how to communicate when the, the insurance company is asking for information from the person who's lying on a ventilator. The answer is this. Please remember that the person who is dealing with the claim doesn't have all the information at their disposal. The person dealing with the claim is a member of the community just like you and I. They must probably be a spouse, a parent, definitely a child. And empathy is there. But we can't telepathically communicate with people to let them know that this person is so ill that they can't communicate back with us. So please pick up the phone, call through to the company, speak to them, and I assure you that there is no insurer in South Africa that is looking to make life difficult. They will do everything in their power to help you and to assist you. The information just needs to be clear, and needs to be concise, and needs to be communicated. Um, and again, this is really the function of your financial planner to help you through the process. If there isn't one or you don't know who it is, just call and communicate. But again, if you're not feeling well and you realize that you might not be able to communicate, please make sure that there is someone available to do it for you. Um, I know those who are listening who, who have not been ill or don't know anybody who's been ill might sound trivial, but I assure you it's certainly, certainly not. When the debit order is running and money needs to come in and the person is you know, not conscious or not able to communicate, the last thing they need is the added stress and trauma of the financial uncertainty when they've got cover for that event. So please just communicate, be in touch, and it's a good opportunity for the rest of us who haven't spoken to our financial advisor for a long, long time. Check it. Have a look. Just check a few things. Don't check, check if the income amount is correct. Because maybe when you took it out, you were earning 20000 and now you're earning 120000 help. It's not going to help you if you get paid out twenty. Number two, I see this time and time again, is waiting periods. Please, please, please ensure that you have the appropriate waiting period. 
So that means if you're self-employed, if you don't have three months worth of cash lying around, make sure that you don't have a three-month waiting period because when time hits and your family needs cash, um, you know, and you don't have those three months and you have to wait painfully for the three-month process to be up, it's really not worth it. So just really have a look at that. And again, another thing that I've seen often, which is something that, that boggles my mind, is pre is increased payments in claim stage. When you're claiming, please make sure that you have a, at least an inflation increase. Otherwise, the nice, healthy income that you're getting today might be nice next year, but assure you the year after, you're going to start feeling the effects of inflation, and it's not going to be enough. So just please put all those things in place, and it just takes one phone call. The high rise do it first thing in the morning, do it later on in the evening when your, your day's done. But the last thing you want is an event to happen and you're not covered. So those are the two um, main issues that I've been contacted, contacted about for the last uh, two months, and that's to do with retirement planning and to do with income replacement. So again, any queries, just keep being in touch with me, and I'll definitely uh, be in touch with you. But I think I've answered all the questions. I've read them now as I've gone through them again. Great, and then the, to the personal side, people asking me a lot about how it's been, um, you know, with, with moving to a different country and a different economy. And I just want to say that, first of all, the technology is absolutely phenomenal. The fact that I'm doing a radio show here from Israel in lockdown, the fact that uh, businesses run as per normal. In effect, I would say things are running more efficiently than they did this time last year because the travel time to and from appointments just doesn't exist. So you can have one right after the other. So as long as you have a good internet line, which is uh, almost gospel these days, um, one can continue to run and one can continue to, to um, be very, very effective. And uh, just again, a, a meeting that we had this morning that came up, you know, are we going to go back to face-to-face -to -face meetings or things as they are? And the answer, in my opinion, is absolutely not. People have seen the efficiency. People have seen that things can be done, and they can be done with empathy. They can be done efficiently, and they can be done professionally without having to necessarily set up meetings. There is definitely a place for it, and uh, please God, that will resume shortly. But um, the efficiencies that have come through from technology, Zoom, Teams, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is just is just incredible. As far as the Israeli economy is concerned, um, you know, it's more at this point for me, an emotional outlook than a hard facts and figures outlook. Because what you have is you have malls that are dead. One goes to the mall, you go to the bank, or one or two food outlets or the pharmacy that's still open. The lights are not on throughout the mall in most places. The shops are closed. And I just stood in front of a ladies boutique shop um, the other day as I was walking through from the bank, and I looked at the shop and what went through my mind is all the stock, all the stock that need to be paid, but they're not working. The rent, how does one juggle this? Suppliers need to be paid for stuff that's taken, taken on consignment. It's absolutely staggering the effect it would have on a store like that. Then just take your, your average um, foot traffic shop. Take Machane uh, Yehuda in Jerusalem, where uh, when I was there for Sukkot, in 2019, I actually didn't want to be there. It was just so crowded and so full of people. It's a ghost town today. 
So all those guys selling produce that relied on everybody coming through on a daily basis, they've got no business. The falafel guy where you could buy falafel for 15 shekel and he relied on selling a couple of hundred a day. It's dwindled down to a few, maybe, I don't know, a day, if any. So that, that's the heartbreaking side of things. A lot of people have, uh, have busted the curfew, have busted the, the lockdown. And, uh, you know, if you walk past there, you are able to buy certain things, albeit, although it's uh, unofficial. So one's going to be very careful of that and make sure that, you know, by participating in that, you're not endangering anybody's life. And bottom line is it's not legal. So just be careful of that. The question is, how do we remedy it? What do we do to make sure that these businesses can get back on their feet? And the answer, very simply, is right now we can do nothing. But what we need to do is we need to encourage tourism. We need to encourage people to come back to Israel um, the moment they can. And we need to encourage people to start spending money in these outlets um, the moment that it is able, once able to do it, we know that the, the, the skies have closed until the 31st of December. Hopefully that won't be extended because it won't need to be extended. But those are the really the issues that one needs to take in mind, is that the, the way an economy is driven is by you and I spending money. Yes, big business is a major driver and is the major driver. But if not for the average family buying the goods and services that big businesses provide, things are not going to happen. So though that's really just my, my outlook uh, from here. Um, hopefully in the next two weeks I'll be able to give a, a more rosy updated picture as the, as the lockdown uh, say dwindles. But again, I'm very proud that I've had a, a one injection already and uh, for me it was absolutely painless. No pain, no um, no side effects, no issues. And I know other people have been a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, the, you know, if we can all just do everything to keep everybody safe, it will just be a, a far better scenario. So that's it for me for today. That's a wrap of retirement um, savings going forward, income protection, the two concerns that people had, and also just the um, my view from my side of um, the economy in Israel. Just to give you an update, or uh, not an update, a, a sneak preview of what's coming up next week. Next week we're going to be speaking to Wayne McCurry, just to get again a global overview of what's happening around the world, and a more and more in-depth um, look in South Africa. Wayne is the uh, you know consummate optimist, always looks at the good and always looks at the positive, and always gives us a realistic look as to what we can do and how we can do things. Um, and at the same time, we're going to be speaking to a company that specialises in how to manage your staff in a virtual um, environment. So that's what we're going to do next week. Craig, thanks for pushing the buttons. Thanks for looking after everything. And we'll speak to you next week. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.